Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Eden, and I'm joined by Leah, Bonnie, and Katie talking about our one cool disabled gal. Uh, We have Bonnie, who already talked about the wonderful Tammy Duckworth. But before we dive back into our gal pals, um, I want to get to know something random about the ladies I'm sitting here with. So... The, um, since we're doing, um, uh, disabilities. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to ask, because I used to work with people in the deaf community in Indianapolis, uh, for almost a decade and a half. Sweet. And I got the opportunity to learn American Sign Language. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd always wanted to learn. I kind of was exposed to it when I was maybe fourth grade yeah yeah. and so mm-hmm. I, my interest was still there so when i got a chance to work for the vincent's mm-hmm. university american sign language program i totally oh. jumped at it oh yeah yeah um my boss was like we've got interpreters so we don't need right. you know you to learn but i was like hello but you're in a great mm-hmm. environment to exactly. do that yeah. Yeah. so i would like to know um what you thought of if the united states decided to make uh, be like Canada and have two native languages, Ooh, yeah, two yeah, official yeah. languages. Yeah. What you thought of if we made English, Spanish, and American Sign Language yes. have a threesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what you thought ways. of that that threesome of languages being official languages oh, for the yeah. United States? Far more than French, because who can really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> You have a French fan, don't you? I do. <laughs> and I know French. I see, there you go. But I love that idea of the three. I almost love the idea of uh, English and American Sign Language. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, but at the same time, there are so many Spanish speakers. And I took three years of Spanish, and it's really never helped me. So, no, it's only a teeny. Muy pequeño. 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 There we go. See? Not helping. <laughs> <laughs> I did learn, um, I loved American Sign Language on Sesame Street. Oh, yes. That's where I like first learned it. And then I went and got a book from the library. It was very hard trying to like mirror my own hand. Oh, yes. Learning it from a book instead from another mm-hmm. person sort yes. of thing. I'm like, which way is the hand? Is that touching or not? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yes. But um, I I did try to self-teach myself, but there's no way I can That's speak a, a thing. Difficult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I love that. that idea, though. I think that would be incredible. Um, and not just for people in the deaf community, but there's a lot of different disabilities that yeah. have non-speaking individuals who might mm-hmm. be able to utilize sign language yes. um, or benefit. Like, you know, my work um, in the autism community, mm-hmm. a lot of times the verbal input is mm-hmm. very overwhelming. Oh, so yeah. being able to communicate non-verbally. Um, is a, is a huge benefit to those individuals. So, yeah. And I think anybody in opposition just to play devil's advocate would be like, well, that's a small part of our population. 
However, it's still a very valued and significant yeah. part of our population would be mm-hmm. what I'd say to that. Yeah. I think we can um, also utilize it in so many right? other ways as well as a way of communication. It'd and wouldn't really we all cool. like to like be able to be like those uh, interpreters at the rock yes. music concerts yes. that are like into it and they grooming are awesome. and oh. interpreting? When they get like, I could into do that. it. Right? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Totally. It's like a form of dance when totally. they do that. So. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. usually end up paying more attention to them. Though. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, look at her go. I, <laughs> I had I went to a lecture once that had, it was like a women in science thing. And they had two interpreters because they would switch yeah. on. Oh, off. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. And I'm just like, they're saying all these like scientific words. And I'm like, there's no way. Right. There's a specific word for that thing. Right. And I'm also like. I can't spell. I can't imagine these people spelling these long words. So I'm sure, you know, they had their own little like phrase. Right. Maybe shortening it or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Well, I I will give you this little tip. Um, Most of the time when people are need uh, interpreters. Yeah. The interpreters, like if someone's giving a speech, they'll usually give a copy to the interpreters in oh, advance. They know it a little bit beforehand. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. If there's uh, <coughs> names, words, a lot of times those are, are, if not the whole, like maybe it's a discussion. Right. You know, or like not a fixed written out speech. Yeah. They might have the names in advance or the terminology nice. in advance. Gotcha. So they um, could look up something that is not a common yes. thing or a way right. to maybe shorthanded maybe yes. a little yeah. bit. I mean, exactly. That, that sounds like a horrible thing to say. But shorthanded. It, that happens. Yeah. And then for the women and the men that interpret at concerts, yeah. um, they usually end up getting the um, like the albums, oh. and they they listen to the songs so they can ahead even of the, time. The beat, and... the beat. They learn the lyrics, yes. so it's not yes. a total straight up surprise. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think that's some of the things that I think of where it's like, man, they're learning this like right now, like on the spot, yeah. like as they're going. But yes, that really um, shows that they've done their damn exactly. homework. <laughs> and a lot of times, because there's two, anytime there's two, mm-hmm. um, the one that's resting will sometimes help. The one that's actually doing the interpreting mm-hmm. in that moment. Gotcha. You know, they get kind of stuck. Yeah. Or, yeah. Totally yeah. fair. Oh, neat. Yeah. Interpreting is really awesome. Man, I don't have that kind one. of brain power, but those yeah. people are superheroes. <laughs> I yeah. love visual. So yeah. that's the thing. The idea of sign language is a visual language. It's kind of like, I, you know, the handwriting and stuff like that. And so I really dig it. So. Totally. I love that idea. Do you know any sign language? Do you know the alphabet? I can't remember. I thought I alphabet. knew. Is it A, B, C? It's the B's and the D's I'm not sure of. C, D. Oh, no. E. Yes. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have remembered F. G. Really? H. Okay. Oh, I. J. Yep. K. Yes. Okay. All right. Kind of L. Yeah. Because uh, that's my name. Yes. I remember the L. Yes. M. M. Is it this? Okay. Oh, it's this way for M. Well, M. M. Oh, three. And then yes. N. Okay. Uh-huh. Gotcha. And then, o. and then O. P's. Yeah, I lost it So there. P and K are the same. It's oh! just like which way the fingers okay. go. Gotcha. There you go. And same with Q. Q and G okay. are the same. It's just oh. the direction they oh, go. Oh, because you can see it uh-huh. visually. Okay. And then R. Gotcha. Yes. S is yeah. like this. I'm, T. Yeah. If you ever have to go to the bathroom, you shake the T. Oh. Toilet. Nice. Just say toilet. <laughs> And then U. Okay. Yeah. And V. Yes. W. Yeah. X. Yeah. Y. 
sometimes Y. Okay. And then Z. Oh! See, I feel I like I lost... It. Thank you. Yes. Stand. Yes. <laughs> toilet special stand. education. Yeah. Yes. We do toilet a lot of that. Like, yes. just quit sitting on the floor. Right. We gotta stand and go <laughs> yes. somewhere. Totally. Yes. Totally. And I know you guys can't see that we just yeah. fingerspelled the alphabet. Yes, exactly. But there you go. But it was beautiful. I, I think it translated it amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I've gotta study. Okay, so uh, yes. No, I gotta, I gotta get back to that. I was That's fortunate awesome. enough to work with um, a guy who's... He identifies deaf. Sure, most people would clarify him as hard of hearing. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, he yeah. calls himself deaf. Yeah. So, but I learned two words from him. Yeah. Oh no, um, neither of these are going to be clean. I've only gotten to use <laughs> like one. I was so excited when we moved into our house. Our we hired a, a team just like through like U-Haul, and it, it turned mm-hmm. out it was three guys that were all hard of hearing. Oh. Yes, I get to use my words. Oh, no. was, well, thank you. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, thank yeah, yeah. You. Okay, the yeah, other yeah. one I didn't get to use, and I've been waiting for the day. Yeah. It, it's um, bullshit. Bullshit. Oh, so you get the bull on one side and the shit and on the other. Yeah. So it's bullshit. Bull horns, like, folded arms, bull horns, and then, like, poop coming out. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Like, amazing. Totally. Perfect. <laughs> I think, really. I mean, if you're going to know two words, thank you and bullshit. Yeah. I mean, totally. I feel like you're... you're Covered yeah, some, you a lot can of ground there. Address any situation in life. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Too funny. So, Eden, who do you have for us, darling? All right. And so. also, do you feel like you answered the question as well? Of do you think I do think okay. that yes. um, uh, English and American Sign Language, yeah, uh, definitely should be uh, predominant because, languages. Yes, yeah, because I would mm-hmm. say. I think back in the 90s, uh, American Sign Language or sign language in general mm-hmm. um, was like in the top five most used yes. languages yep. in the United States. I don't know any current statistics, Same. Yeah. but I would imagine it's probably still in the top five. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I think that would be great. Mm-hmm. I really do miss working in the deaf community. Yeah. Because it was, they're just. See? It's just wonderful. I like it. Totally. And the thing is now, I'm thinking like, okay, I picked up a book at the library. I can watch YouTube videos now. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. can you imagine learning sign language through YouTube? That's yep. got to be so, so much easier. Yes. yes. There's uh, social oh. media people that oh. will like have, you know, the word of the day. Oh my gosh. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, they yeah. teach you I hope we've just inspired think, all of our listeners. I think I'm going to get on this. I really <laughs> do. I think it would be great. So, I follow yeah. a lot of um, ASL related uh, Instagram accounts. And oh, they'll sweet. have like... Okay, like, so it's Pride Month. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they did a thing on here are some Pride Month related signs. Nice. So you have like the LGBTQIA, you know, mm. plus. Right. You know, and they would give you the, ter- the the signs for each of what those letters represent. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm inspired. All right. I'm so... going to be even more inspired. So tell us about your lady. Okay. <laughs> so I first learned about this person. Um, from watching Neil deGrasse Tyson's yes. Cosmos uh, remake series, where yes. he, he redid um, Carl Sagan's yes. series yes. from mm-hmm. the 80s. Yep. Um, and uh, I love outer space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just do the stars and the nebula Same. and all that kind of stuff. So anyway. Um, <laughs> Bonnie's bouncing. I'm, I, I might know who it is. <laughs> 
So, my lady yes. is Annie Jump Cannon. Yes, it is. Bonnie's so excited. Yes. yes. I As, love the yes. Harvard computer. Her <laughs> nickname was the Census Taker of the Sky. Yes. I just love that idea. So good at it, too. Yes. Okay. So, love she yeah. was a an astronomer. Yes. Um... And she revolutionized the way scientists classify stars. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Miss Cannon was born in Dover, Delaware on the 11th of December in 1863. 1863. So, like, the Civil ago. War was doing ago. its thing. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the Emancipation Proclamation had just, like reached everybody that previous June, Mm -hmm. you know, so there you go. Yes. Okay. Her parents were Wilson Lee Cannon and her mother was uh, Mary Elizabeth Jump. So her, that's where the middle name That's where the jump jump and the cannon comes from. Got Uh, it. Very common. Yeah. Actually. Uh, And surprisingly enough, it was her mother who inspired her love of science. Oh, yay! Which I love. Science ladies teaching science yes. ladies. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so Mary, the mom, and Annie, the daughter, uh, built a small observatory on the roof of their house. Like you do. Like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. That was going to be my summer project. Right? <laughs> if somebody else has already done it, then I mean, never I need an observatory on my roof. <laughs> what did you do so- this summer? <laughs> So anyway, uh, Mary, the mom, advised her daughter to go to college and study science and math. Which is super freaking rare. Yeah. For the time. Remember, yeah, the year we're talking about. But thank you. Exactly. So uh, Miss Annie ended up attending uh, Wellesley College Uh and she was majoring, she had a double major in physics and astronomy. Yeah. Amazing. So she also, while she was there, she studied under Sarah Francis Whiting, Mm -hmm. who was also in her own right a pioneer in the field of astronomy. Mm Mm-hmm. She was in the right spot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, when your mentor is like the head honcho lady, uh-huh. you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> and uh, Cannon ended up writing Whiting's biography in the popular astronomy, uh, like, journal. Nice. Like, Journal of Astronomy. Yes. Kind of thing. I was going to say, whatever yes. whatever you said exactly. that. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> uh, Annie graduated in 1884. Wow. And, of course, she was the valedictorian. Oh. You know, smart and stuff. Overachiever life. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, after graduating, um, she returned to Dover. And, surprisingly enough, she got into a, a, a photography. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, I was yeah. like, hmm. That's interesting. Right, right. Uh, she traveled as a photographer, okay. and she ended up publishing a book of her photographs. Oh, yeah. I remember um, this. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. book of photographs yeah. became a very popular souvenir during the Chicago World's Fair of 1893. I saw a scan of it, and that's because it was at the fair. Yes. So, oh, yes, neat. Yes, yes. Um, so, keep, remember that date, 1893. Okay. There's gotcha. a lot of things that go on in 1893. <laughs> um, okay, so, unfortunately, the next year, in 1894, her mother passed away. Oh, so that's gotcha. kind of sad. Um, and that same year, uh, well, after her mother had passed away, uh, Annie decided to return to Wellesley. 
Um, she attended graduate school and she worked as what they called a junior physics teacher. Okay. I'm not sure if that means that she taught juniors in physics or if she was like. When she was an assistant? A graduate an assistant. assistant type thing. Yeah. It probably means that she did the work without the pay. <laughs> probably. <laughs> There's that. Right? Yeah. Mm. So anyway, she was a mm. physics teacher. And because, you know, doing graduate school at Wellesley is like not that big a deal, I guess. Uh, Sure. She also enrolled in uh, at Radcliffe, which yep. at the time mm-hmm. was the all-girls sister school to the all-male Harvard. Right. Yes. Okay. There you go. So, yes, because, you know, why not? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> she soon found herself working in Harvard's um, observatory, observatory yeah. under Edward Pickering. The Pickering Gal. Yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> within about three years, uh, in 1896, she was participating in um, U.S. experiments, the first of their kind, I guess, working with x-rays, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. And she joined a group of women known as computers. Yeah, Which if you've watched Hidden Figures, yes. you know that computers were the women who did all the calculations. Right. So uh, she was put to work with this group of women uh, known as computers, and they were cataloging and classifying stars. Yes. Unfortunately, as we can all probably imagine, these women were woefully underpaid. (laughs) A bunch of goes. They earned as little as 50 cents an hour. Oh, my goodness. That's appalling. And they're basically doing astronomy but, and physics and categorizing. Yeah, yeah. was doing them a favor oh. by hiring them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, not that you can right. see it, but major hair flip, right? <laughs> All right. So yes. <laughs> before she even graduated with her master's degree from Wellesley, uh, Annie had already published her first catalog of stars, uh-huh. and that was in 1901. Sweet. So she didn't let the low pay like deter her mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. doing what she does. Right. It was so, her passion. Absolutely. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the super cool part. She developed a new system for classifying stars based mm-hmm. mainly on temperature. Yeah. And it was called, or grew to be called the Harvard Spectral Classification System. And yes, it's still in use today. Yay! Oh, and I'm Yay! sure she got all the credit, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> At that time. So, uh, she came up with this mnemonic device. You know, I love you come it. up with a phrase. Yes! And her phrase was, oh, be a fine girl, kiss me. Yay! <laughs> uh, and it's 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 the uh, mnemonic device for the abbreviation O-B-A-F-G-K-M. Yeah. Uh, which uh, astronomers then and now uh, use this as a way to organize stars according to their celestial characteristics. Perfect. Okay? So, four years after receiving her master's degree from Wellesley, um, she was appointed as the curator of observational photographs mm-hmm. at the college, the Harvard College Observatory. And this is where that photograph yeah, so training comes in. Yeah, so now she was able to mm-hmm. partner her love of the stars and astronomy with her love of photography. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so... Between 1911 and 1915, she managed to classify 5,000 stars per month. 
Wow. Gosh. I mean, like, seriously, y'all. That's a Did crap she ton of <laughs> Probably not, but there you go. She continued good. to classify <laughs> around 350,000 stars wow. over the course of her professional career. That's amazing. Because wasn't their goal to categorize every visible star? Yeah, so, so, I mean, there's a lot of them to go from. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's exactly. a crap ton she did. Can yeah. you imagine looking up in the night sky back in her day, too? Yeah. With all the light pollution yeah. and all of that. Gorgeous. They weren't allowed to use the telescope. <laughs> they had Couldn't to work out the glass it. plates. Yes. yes. And they were doing the whole sky, northern and southern hemisphere. Oh, wow. Because they had another observatory in Peru. And they were shipping the slides, which were on glass Oh, wow. So I'm like, okay, this is like on a train. Right. Am I serious? In this glass. <laughs> this is fragile. Yeah. All right. So in 1921, Annie became the first woman to receive the, a doctorate degree in astronomy Yay! from, and I'm going to mess up this name. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Groningen. University. Mm, sure. Yeah. Groningen. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. G-R-O-N-I-N-G-E-N. Yep. Yeah, that's Interpret the one. Okay. Will. I don't even, I should have looked up even you're, where that was. You're good. You're good. Anyway. In 1922. Sweet. The very next year, the International Astronomical Union mm, mm-hmm. adopted her method as the official spectral classification system. Because Sweet. she rocked. Exactly. And it worked. Yes. So mm-hmm. in addition to her work in astronomy, Annie also fought for women's voting rights, yeah, women's suffrage, yep. and was a member of the National League of Women Voters. Yay! Because, you know, suffragette stuff. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And in the next year, in uh, 1923, because, you know... Gotta keep got, it. Yeah. yeah. Keep it going. <laughs> so in 1923, she was voted... One of the 12 greatest women alive in the U.S. by the National League of Women Voters. Oh, lovely. Amazing. I didn't even know that was like a category someone could be. That somebody started ranking. (laughs) I mean, I feel weird a little bit of the ranking, but it's it's cool. It's cool. It brings awareness to these fantastic women. So sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, she also became the first woman to receive an honorary degree from Oxford University, which, Ooh. as we all know, is not in the United States. Right. That's in England. Nice. In Oxford, England, to be exact. And she's the first woman to be awarded the Henry Draper Medal of Honor right. from the National Academy of Exactly. That's the big science award. Exactly. (laughs) So all (coughs) up until now. Yeah. Finally, in 1938. Yeah. She was given a permanent faculty position at Harvard. Right. In their observatory. She had to have, she had to win everything. Yes. (laughs) And be recognized by everyone. Exactly. (laughs) Until Harvard went, okay, you can teach. Exactly. We'll take a chance on you. I mean, I guess since you created the thing we're teaching about, maybe you could you could like teach it or something. Be an expert in it. Okay, so I know that (laughs) this month is all about uh, ladies with disabilities, Mm -hmm. 
And yes, Annie Jump Cannon did have a disability, but clearly she did not let it, it slow her did down. Did not hold her back whatsoever. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Exactly. So, um, so remember I said, remember 1893, that whole Chicago's World Fair? Yes. Year? Okay, so around the time... Uh, she was selling that book of photography as a souvenir mm-hmm. at the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. She came down with scarlet fever. Oh. And it's very common when you have uh, scarlet fever um, that uh, it results, after you recover, it results in, prof- it can result in profound hearing loss. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, and that's just kind of a typical side effect of, yes, or, yeah. of having... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, scarlet fever. I'm gotcha. not entirely sure how scarlet fever does that, but there you go. I mean, I wasn't sure how Bell's palsy did it till I got it. And That's I went, true. well, it's doing it. There you go. <laughs> okay, so um, that means yeah, because remember, she like, did all that stuff. She she returned to Wellesley Wellesley to get a graduate degree, yeah. and then she also started working at Harvard's observatory. So she was losing and/or lost her hearing during she all had of lost that. Mm-hmm. Oh. her hearing by the time she went back in and, and re-enrolled for graduate work. Oh at wow! Wellesley. Yeah, um, and of you know they didn't really. I mean. American Sign Language was a thing by that point. Right. Um, uh, deaf American history uh, begins at the in the early 1800s. Gotcha. Okay. So by this point, you know, you're a century into, mm-hmm. you know, sign language and studies and all of that. But, you know, she didn't start out deaf. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, she did all of this while lip reading. Wow. And if you've ever tried to lip read. No. It's... <laughs> really difficult everybody thinks deaf people can do it like it's a magic power you know how i learned that i'm not good at it looking at videos with the mute on you know how like a facebook video or a tiktok video and you'd be like i'll just lip read and i'm like nope no No. idea what they're saying i i'm gonna know so yeah yeah so it's anybody deaf or otherwise uh you know or hard of hearing or otherwise that can lip read that's that's really a skill and you turn your head it doesn't matter how talented you are yeah (laughs) you can't see it to translate it exactly so she did all of this while lip reading um she worked as a physics teacher while lip reading she created her star classification method all while lip reading amazing and i'm just like floored by that yeah um so, okay, side note, the Chicago World's Fair was not the only thing going on in 1893. Yes, yes, yes. That was also the same year that the Columbia Institute, n- Institute's National Deaf Mute College was renamed, oh. drumroll please, <gasps> Gallaudet College. Oh, wow. Which, of course, in the mid-80s became Gallaudet University. Oh. In the 1980s oh, became okay. Gallaudet University. Uh, which is, nice. you know, a little fun fact, uh, Gallaudet um, is the only deaf university in the world. Really? Mm. There's only one? On the planet. See, that, which, just, that just makes my man. It really kind of does. <laughs> there shouldn't just be one. There really shouldn't. I was really shocked by the fact that there weren't... I mean, I'm thinking... Right. American Sign Language is based on French sign language which is based on the french spoken language okay i'm thinking shouldn't there be one in france shouldn't there be yeah exactly okay you know the uk maybe 
That's so weird. Something, but yeah, Gallaudet is the only one right. in the world that's located in Washington, D.C. Well, I mean, yay, but disappointing. Yes. Kind of um, like the existence of Gal's Guide. Yay, but only one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe. Exactly. So, um, like Another I said. <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, exactly. it's not that other places don't have a deaf program or right. anything, but like dedicated to deaf students mm-hmm. exclusively. Yes. Yes. Come and on. yes, hearing students do end up going to Gallaudet. Sweet. Um, but you have to be fluent in sign there's, language. Yeah, there is a um, there's a whole obviously you have to apply yes. and write letters and you know yeah. all that stuff, but you also have to go through a rigorous um, evaluation process um, mm-hmm. for your signing ability. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah. I'm fortunate to be able to say that some of my students Ooh. ended up at Gallaudet. Not that Sweet. I was their sign language teacher, right, but right. you know, you know people cool. who Yes, and it was a big deal. Yes, exactly. So, okay. So I I mentioned that I heard about her because she's part of uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's (laughs) remake of Carl Sagan's Cosmos series. Um, Which I first, I watched the Carl Sagan um, Mm -hmm. series when I was in grade school. Um, We all thought it was boring because he had this very kind of calm way of talking. He has a monotone voice, but but it's so exciting what he's talking about that I was for it. Pale blue dot. I mean, I'm only here for the pale blue dot. Big blue marble and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just in case you're interested, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's remake aired in 2014. I didn't realize it was that long ago. That long ago? I know, right? That's nine years ago. Whoa. Um, It... uh, it was actually, um, let's see, he made a sequel to it. Yes. Which aired, it premiered on March 9th, 2020. Right. And the world shut down on March it, 13th. It, it did. <laughs> For at least the United States. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were all home to watch it, I guess. <laughs> yes, exactly, right? <laughs> so um, Miss Annie, the wonderful Miss Annie, uh, passed away on the 13th of April, 1941. Gotcha. Uh, and she was quite old. That's a yeah. mm-hmm. long life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, 1863 to 1941. Yeah. Nice. I don't do math. She was... Sounds like 80-something. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, an asteroid and a crater on the moon Mm -hmm. have both been named in her honor. And I I just think that's fantastic. She was also in a Wonder Woman comic. Yes. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. (laughs) So if you are looking to watch Neil deGrasse Tyson's... Yes, please. uh, series um she is in the the one the series that the first series that premiered in 2014 yeah um the series is called cosmos a space odyssey okay it's episode number eight okay gotcha and it's called sisters of the sun because it talks about her and the women that she was working with. the computers the computers oh my goodness so yes. and uh bonnie has a couple of paintings of mm-hmm. some of the computers <gasps> wow who are the paintings you did That's you did annie, annie was yes the first one i did yes cool it's a gorgeous painting and then who is the other one henrietta i did wilhelmina fleming wilhelmina fleming and the then... scottish woman who is the maid <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i did the um 
Falcon. Oh, Annie. that is cool. Annie. It's all out of stars. Yes. It looks and like a nebula. Mm-hmm. And then Wilhelmina, because oh, she neat. did the Horsehead Nebula. Yep. She's got that in there. And then I did... Um, Henrietta um, Swan Levitt? No. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She did the um, the pulsars. Yes, they're gorgeous. Look at that. You know, it's so funny. Um, so I took a an astronomy for non majors class when I was at IU. So like for funsies. Yeah, yes, I love it because yes. I love astronomy, and I thought totally. I'm not. I don't know if I'll get a chance to study astronomy, so I'm taking this class. Yeah, and we would go because IU has an observatory. Oh, and nice. so we would. It was a an afternoon class, but then. Some nights we would actually go to the observatory and look at stuff. Yeah, yeah. So cool. If you're in central Indiana, you know, Butler University has an observatory. Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. Um, So that's also cool if you are into stars and everything. I'm Um, into places that have clear skies. And there's that. (laughs) That's just not. (laughs) No. Why does it, just side vent real quick. Why does every celestial event that happens in Indiana, we have a cloudy night? I know. (laughs) I know because there's going to be this fantastic yeah. event. Look up in the sky. No, I can't. Totally. But two little, two last little tidbits. Yes, please, please, please. Um, <laughs> my little vent. So um, the teacher I had for that astronomy class was really awesome. And um, a stu- it was one of those big lecture hall, you know, yeah. 300 people. Somebody asked her one time because um, she had mentioned in the course of explaining something about how, you know, she is uh she believes in God. Yeah, okay? yeah. And I don't remember how that came up, but she happened to It happens to, in to science. Mention it. <laughs> and um, a guy raised his hand and asked how it, how does she reconcile, um, you know, her belief in God and Jesus and, and everything. Right, with, with science. science. Yeah, yeah. you know, we like to pretend that it's a zero-sum game and you have to be, right. you have to be care about one or the other, but you can't do both. Right. Whatevs. Exactly. Anyway... She gave the best answer, which basically, and yes, I'm paraphrasing. Um, she basically said, science, looking at the stars, she had just shown us, I think, the crab nebula. She, she put the crab nebula back up on the big screen. And she said, science has confirmed my belief in, my, in a higher power. Oh. I, she says, I can't, I can't divorce. Yeah what I see in the sky and its beauty and its wonder right? from belief in God, because who else would have made it? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that is the that's best. Answer a very ever. sweet. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, you know, anybody that yeah. asked me right. those kind of weirdo questions, I'm always like, cause who do you think made it? <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous. Yes. 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 <laughs> I love it. I love it. Do y'all have any questions about Andy Jump Cannon? She's one of those that still... Have you ever found a biography about her? Because as far as my research, I've never seen anybody actually write a biography about her. Which is sad if they haven't. There's little kids books that are very short, but I mean like... There's not one just on her, right? But there's the Glass Universe, which is yes. about like all the Harvard computers, and right? The, the whole Harvard. I feel oh, like Annie cool. deserves her own. She really oh, kind of no. does. No, I mean, come on. it's weird to be so over. Like she's on a top twelve list. I mean, come on. Yes, really. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. It is. It. Uh, it always was an odd one of like, why doesn't she have her own biography yet? Yeah. 
Well, here's the other tidbit I was going to yeah. share. Um, so one of the reasons why it took uh, Harvard so long to give her like a professor job. Right. (laughs) We're going to make you a sexism. (laughs) Yeah. Um, one, because she was a woman. Right. Right. And you know, sexism. Yeah. Right. Mm. The other one is because she was deaf. Ah, they didn't think that, I don't know. Maybe if you can't hear, you don't have a brain. Like, Mm. I don't even understand. She created the system that still used today. Obviously she's good at her job. Yeah. So they basically were like, Oh, Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can beat that side. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A two strikes kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Until until you're so damn good that they can't ignore exactly. you. Exactly. And it just goes to show that deaf people are just as smart, yes. sometimes smarter, because oh, hello, yeah. lip reading. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That takes yeah. some brains. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, you... We like to underestimate people, especially people with disabilities. Yeah. And Annie Jump Cannon is the poster child for you can do anything. Yeah. The only thing you can't do is hear. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's and the only thing. I don't remember if it was if she actually said anything or if people are just assuming that that may have been why she was so fast at cataloging the stars. Because <laughs> she, she didn't have some kind of side conversation. <laughs> she had some kind of like a, a really old like steampunk hearing aid thing mm-hmm. that I've seen. But like she was able to just tune people out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just. Just go to work. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine living, you know, working in a cubicle and just tuning out everybody? Be like, <laughs> nope. I mean, I've got some superhuman ability to ignore folks, you know, <laughs> not right? a lie, but yeah. I mean, tap into that Andy jump canvas. Yes. yes. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's lovely. Do you want to close us out? Do you want to do the episode close for us? Yes, I would love to. So All right. Sweet. So, well. That wraps us up for this week. So join us next week for another cool woman of history as Gal's Guide podcast continues. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gal's Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.